Independent wrestling is pretty damn fucking cool. We're sitting down in the spotlight and squirt circle with Rhino. We're trying to bring more awareness to the independent professional wrestling scene. Undoubtedly thankful for anybody that just decided to tune in and actually liked us enough to keep listening. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, we don't have to do a lot of setup. That's how this all works, right? You know how this works, Buck? Yeah. He's never listened to a show. I've listened to two shows, man. Oh, good. Oh, way to be part, way to support the family. Two whole shows. Did you listen to the one you know showed us on? That's one of the ones. Okay, good. How many, how many Mike Masters podcasts have you listened to? Forty. None. He's supporting his family. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because he's woke. Because right. he's woke. All right. Oh. Jesus Christ. Oh. You had You're to poop like an hour ago. <laughs> knock, 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 and I don't have this. Oh, wow. Hey. You're gonna shit. Hey. Hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> Let me know when we're recording. Oh, we are recording. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, then let's, uh, let's get this thing kicked off in three, two, one. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Love and tradition of the grand design Some people say it's even harder to find Well then there must be some magic clue Inside these gentle walls Hello again everybody and welcome to the Roth Family Matters podcast. I am Hotshot Scott Williams. I'm joined by Jack Spade, Vic the Stick Ross, and we have a very special guest. Sometimes you refer to him as the Mogadishan Mauler. <laughs> Sometimes you can refer to him as Stay Woke. But we like to refer to him as the black sheep of the Ross family, Jason Masters. Hello. Late as usual. I wasn't late. Okay, kind of. Well, you know, it Maybe. wouldn't be a sh- it wouldn't be a thing if, if you were. Yeah, if I were on if I was ever on time, it would never be a thing. I wouldn't have a yeah. So you are you are kind of the prodigal son of the family. You kind of want, went off on your own and decided to leave us behind. You've only been here for one episode, but you're here today, so that's great. I left you guys behind. Now, are you planning on leaving halfway through, or are you going to stick it up? Yeah, no, I gotta go. So you're not gonna like Moretti us and like show up and leave. Oh. Yeah, no, I gotta go. Okay. Well, you know how this works. I think you've li- you've at least listened to a show, right? Yeah, man. I'd like to point out that I said nothing negative about Chaz Moretti, and I even complimented the attractiveness of his wife. I, I, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna dignify any of the the stupidness with any. I mean, you know, we're irrelevant anyway. So three Mogadishians walk into a bar. Also, uh, uh, on on the poll that I saw, three Mogadishians also thought that Chaz Moretti was. Probably one of the best managers. In the if Mogadishan walked into a bar, what what would a Mogadishan order? Mogan David? Mocha Chocolate? Oh, that's... Ooh. I don't, we're that's already like off the rails and we haven't even drawn a topic. <laughs> so why don't we just do this? You're 
a guest, even though you're family, which is really weird. You're like the weird uncle that shows up on Thanksgiving on the Goldberg. Definitely, <laughs> the, definitely the drunk uncle. Yeah, like the drunk uncle, like you want to hug him, kiss him, like, hey, your uncle's in town. <laughs> hey, Katie, how's your booty? Here's a quarter. Hey, it's 2000. <laughs> what are you what? doing? Why is your drunk uncle Fat Albert the Molester? <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 put my dick in your ass every Thanksgiving day. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Alright, why don't you go on top of the gun? Let's right. get this thing underway. Let's do this. Where did I put my drops? You got it. Can you read it? Worst movie sequel. Worst movie sequel. Well, okay. <laughs> before, we, before we get into it, I want to say that one of the best movie sequels was Malcolm the Tenth. <laughs> and why is that, Scott? Well, because I didn't see the first nine, and I still can follow the story. Right. So, you know, I, I really thought that might have been the best. But let's 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 start. Anybody can start with worst movie sequel. Go ahead. It's Grease Two. It's not. No, it's not going the worst. It's worse than Police Academy Seven. Come on. No. RoboCop Three. Also pretty bad. Yeah. There are flying on. ninjas in RoboCop It's Grease 2 because Scott loves it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason that's in the hat. Come on Because now. Scott loves Grease 2? So let's talk about... I do love Grease 2. Wait, I know that. Well, and, and let's be honest. Maybe I, I overhype my love for Grease 2 because I have a very, very, very deep hate for Grease 1. Alright, let's just... It's the same movie! It's not the same movie! <laughs> It's, it also is filled with less electric boogaloo. It is. They should have tried to save their breakdancing studio. <laughs> it's the same movie right down to the fucking nerd. Well, he's the same nerd. It's like, And here's what I don't get. How can you be a nerd and be smart but still four years later not have graduated? Like, how come Eugene didn't graduate Because he was yet? bullied hard by the T-Birds. Ladies and gentlemen, we have just made a new record. We are now the most mentioned... Grease Two podcast on the whole internet. We are. We should do. We should do a whole podcast show related to that. But you've seen. Okay, let's start with you then. I will go around the room. You've seen a lot of movies. You're kind of yep. a comic book movie sort of guy. Yep. Um, you like a lot of like sci-fi. What's yep. the worst sequel to a movie? Robot Three, three man. And and let me ask you. Ro- flying robotic ninjas. Okay, now you're right. That sucked. But let me ask you a second part of that question. Worst movie sequel ever, and worst movie sequel that you thought was going to be good. Because nobody thought RoboCop 3 was going to be good. I thought RoboCop. I thought, yeah. I was hoping. Yeah, man, I got high on Nuke. (laughs) (laughs) And then I went down there, and it just disappointed me. Yep. Uh, shit. I mean, I know you're a Lord of the Rings guy. Little known fact about me, never seen any of those. No. Yeah, I'm going to keep that streak alive until I'm not anymore. I know you're a Harry Shabby. Potter guy. Not a Harry Potter you guy. You look like a Harry Potter guy. I don't look like you have, a Harry you Potter guy. Do you have a robe? No, I don't have a robe. Do you Why like, play with your wand? There's not a single person I play with my wand also. that looks like him. No, that's... There's also not. <laughs> All right. Um... Uh, any of the X Men disappoint you? Any of oh my god, X-Men. so many of those movies. X Men Three was uh so bad. The Wolverine, uh, the first Wolverine. The first way Wolverine was pretty Ooh. bad. How about those Jaws sequels? Three, Jaws Three D. Yeah, yeah, that's what it oh, was. Three D. Hang on a second. Nothing. 
compares to Jaws 4, where the shark is not only a serial killer, <laughs> but a goddamn country traveler. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. How come they never... A lot of the remakes are real bad, sequel. too. All the reboots. All the reboots are suck. fucking awful. Batman and Robin? Oh, yeah, that was a bad sequel. Batman Forever? I like Batman Forever. Come on. Which one's that one? The one with Jim, with Jim Carrey. Yeah, I like that. Oh, no, no, uh, no, uh, what's the... It's Jim Carrey. Is it? And Tommy Lee Jones. And Tommy Lee Jones. What about yeah, Superman like 3? With all Richard all, Pryor. No, yeah. all, the, all of this, no, nah. What no. about Superman 5? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say all those you guys newer... You Superman 5? No. The, this is a visual joke, so I apologize for those at home, but... Superman 5. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> How about... So, okay, speaking of... Okay, so what just happened? <laughs> no, no, we're not telling you. You come see me, yeah, and you ask for it, and I'll show it to you. I just had one in my head too that would that would have been perfect for that genre, but that joke threw me off. But, uh, but yes, the Supermans were, were terrible after the first. Well, I mean, two was okay. Two, I like two. two. Odd, I like three. Uh, I bet I'm, a, I'm yeah, an I avid like, Richard I, Pryor I mean, fan. Richard so. Pryor. That that thing was bad enough, but then you had like drunk Superman, yeah, drunk good Superman going evil. I, I don't know. It was a hard day in Metropolis. Lethal Weapon Four. You ain't never lost your mama's phone. Well, listen, the Lethal Weapons were starting to get bad with Joe Pesci, but when you put Joe Pesci and Chris Rock together in the same scenes, I couldn't do it. It's too much, right? There's too much yelling. Yeah, it was too much. It's like watching Saturday Night Live with a Leslie Jones sketch. There's too much yelling. Barbershop 2. I don't think I sat through that one. I, don't think I, I didn't sit through any of the Barbershop movies. I was how, trying to set you up. How about um, Friday's 3? Oh, are you kidding me? That's better than the second one. How about Smokey and the Bandit 3? That's awful. That is <laughs> the shits. I would have to say he's right because I haven't seen that shit. Don't. Did you see 2? Elephant? Yep. <laughs> no, I haven't seen any of them. What? You've never seen any of the smoking? Why? Because it's too country for you? No, it wasn't a thing where I grew up. Milwaukee? Television? Oh, nigga in the ghetto. They had television in the ghetto. <laughs> Smokey in the band? Yeah, not only did they have television in the ghetto, but I know they probably had a lot of no cable TVs in the ghetto, so you got stuck watching Smokey in the band. We had cable. Or, or pirated TV, and then you could watch TBS, which had... Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. Smokey and the Bandit was everywhere. I didn't watch Smokey. Not in my house. All right. Fair enough. So what, what, did, what did you watch in your house? What was your, your staple? What was uh, your go-to show? I watched a lot of cartoons and play video games, man. That explains so much. Give me a break. Did you watch any Jurassic of that? Jurassic Park, The Lost World. Uh, that's a... Hey, man. Nell Carter or Shelley Duvall? <laughs> well, I'll answer for, first for, for Buck. For Jason Masters, because yeah. I know his type of woman, it's Nell Carter. Right. Okay. Right. It's Nell Carter all day, right. every day. For me, it it would be the also business Nail end of a rifle. Alright. <laughs> 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 now, did you wish they would have made a pop <coughs> so you could get more Shelly Duvall in your life? Because we all need more Shelly Duvall, right? No, we do not. Come on. What? Okay, so now let me ask you... Serious question. You can make it serious. You don't have, it doesn't have to be serious. But is there a movie that you thought there should have been a sequel to that would have been worth watching? District Nine. 
What? He came right out of nowhere. Like, he has thought about this. That's not even some shit I've seen before. Just I thought District Pepper 9 was a sequel. No, I've District well, 9 was, but no, but it was supposed to be a sequel. And it, wasn't it a sequel to District 8? There was District 8? There was a District 8. There was well, nothing. District 9. <laughs> My kid works out of District 7. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, District 9, man. It was a sci-fi movie. It was an alien. Yeah, yeah it's, alien uh, it, it was uh, alien, it, it was aliens on in Johannesburg. and uh, was in Is that why they ran out of water? No. Because of the aliens? It sounds like the shits. Okay, it's, so it's not. It's really a movie. So let's bring it back then to something most of us have seen. Even in my part of town, we saw the alien movies. Any one of those that you thought shouldn't have been made? Uh, the one where she had the fucking alien, the baby, and it was half it was half Sigourney Weaver and half alien. He was white and it had a nose and it had tits. <laughs> Is that Michael Jackson? Are you sure we watched Come on! Come on! Half xenomorph and half Sigourney Weaver, and it was white and it had a nose and tits. And alopecia. <laughs> it's sad. That doesn't you know sound what like we should have had a sequel. I don't know exactly how it would have shaken down, like what the time frame would have been. Uh. The Breakfast Club. Oh, sure. But you could see, maybe you fast. Kids. Well, I mean, you can always rotate other kids, but bring back Bender, because he fucking lived there. Bender could have been a teacher. Or you could have gone ten years in the future. Like the fonts. Yeah. Yeah, Bender could have been the pain in the ass that raided Barry Manilow's wardrobe. Right. I can't remember his name right now. Right. Uh, you know, movie Show Dick some respect. Movie Unfaithful. Oh, you know, I don't know. Diane Lane, Richard Gere, French guy. Diane Lane's married to Richard Gere. Bangs the French guy. In fact, they should just make Richard part. Gere bangs the French guy? No, Richard Gere doesn't bang the French guy. Diane Lane. I don't know. I've heard some stories <laughs> about Richard Gere. I, I, have a, I have a serious question about this movie. Yeah. Did Richard Gere's gerbil get a producer credit? <laughs> no. But spoiler alert, he kills the fuck out of the French guy. Well, now I can't even watch it. Well, you fucking Well, you don't him. watch it for the plot. You watch it to see Diane Lang get banged when she was somewhat younger. I was going to say, in what year? Because right now I'm not watching. 97? <laughs> Here's the thing. I, got, I, you know, I hate when people spoil a movie for me. I was waiting in line to see the Titanic when it first came out. Somebody's <laughs> like, you know, the ship's going to sink. I'm like, <laughs> that would be a good sequel. It's, I said, it, I want to write the sequel, Titanic 2, let's try this shit again. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it should be called. Uh, and this time they rebuild the ship and it hits another freaking iceberg. <laughs> so it's the same movie. Well, yeah, but, but uh, different. What if they build it? It'll be like Grease 2. They build it out of ice and it hits a chunk of steel. <laughs> there, there you go. But they have to have Captain Roberts be the captain. I'm the captain. Now. Uh, I have seen Grease 2 a couple of times and I feel like even though it's not in there that that movie definitely hit an iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> That movie is cinematic gold. The soundtrack in and of itself. Um, honestly, if it wasn't for the politics that were played by John Travolta to keep that movie under wraps, Whoa. He, that thing would have been huge. If you want to see Michelle Pfeiffer in her prime, it's a good place to start. A hundred percent. That in and of itself is worth the watch. Ooh, ooh. But I will tell you this. Since we're on bad sequels, I watched Blues Brothers this morning, which is one of my favorite movies of all Blues time. Blues Brothers is amazing. Blues Brothers 2000. Awful. Equally good. It's awful. It's awful. <laughs> it is awful. It's terrible. If you're telling me that you can't replace John Belushi with John Goodman, you're a liar. I'm telling you, you can't just 
grab eight musicians <laughs> and then feed them after midnight and they turn into 24 gremlins on the stage, okay? Eric Clapton and Travis Tritt on the same stage. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they tried, like, and then some of the stuff, in all seriousness with that movie, I thought it was terrible. And then they tried to, for, like, they went out of the road, like, yeah, we're going to have more car crashes than the first one. That's not what the first one was about. It was a byproduct. But they didn't write the Blues Brothers the first one. Like, hey, let's have a big car crash. Right. I mean, so if that's your starting premise, and that's all you have to go on, that and Fat Dan Aykroyd, yeah, no, I'm out. Fatroid. He could really blow that mouth harp, though. And, you're right, he could. And you just you said <coughs> Fatroid, which reminds me of Fatro from all the Police Academy movies, and that's where we started this segment, so it's a good way to end it. Um, I think they should make another Police Academy. This is a wrestling podcast. <laughs> well, then they should Sometimes. make a sequel to The Wrestler. And, Sometimes. And uh, uh, the David Arquette piece of shit. Um, yeah. Ready to it. rumble. Yeah. Who wants it? I'll take it. Maybe we'll get a wrestling topic here. Yeah, I probably doubt not. It. I doubt it. I doubt it. Our fans don't want to hear us talk wrestling, do they? Um, oh, well, we're going to talk wrestling. Ladder matches. Okay. Ladder matches. So... I guess I'll throw something out and we could start, because they're not asking what the best ladder match is or what our thoughts are, so we could just pontificate. I will tell you this. The first mainstream ladder match that I remember being a thing was obviously Razor and Sean. Yep. Um, since then, it's, 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 it's grown. The ladder match uh, phenomenon has grown. and There have been some good ones. There have been some bad ones. Uh, I feel like there have been enough of them now, though, where in some ways they start to become... For lack of a better term, because I certainly couldn't do a lot of those spots even when I was in shape, but um, some of them become run-of-the-mill, I think, because it's not as special as it used to be, but it's still fun to watch, and it's fun to see what kind of cool, crazy spots people are going to try. Who wants to take it from it? Go ahead, Best Mark. letter match. Uh, That's not really the question, but okay. But, but, I'm just yeah, go general ahead. Yeah, what, yeah, what is uh, the best letter match? And to, to me... I thought uh, the ladder match between Sean and Razor at Mania 12, 10, 10, 10. was really good. But that, whole, that whole WrestleMania was really yeah, good. Yeah, their, their, uh, I think their ladder match uh, at SummerSlam in 96? 4? 94? 94, probably. 95 was my favorite ladder match for me. Yeah. So ladder matches you've been in. I've been in two. Um... One of them was a tag team ladder match, which was a really interesting concept. I was in that match. Yes, you were. And it involved a kind of crazy bump that wasn't necessarily supposed to be. And uh, it wasn't taken by either of us. No, it was not. I remember somebody almost dying during a tag team ladder match once. Who was that? You, motherfucker. No, I've... That... What, what happened? We... So this has got to be the fusion show in Stevens Point. In Point. Where it was me and you versus Bucky Collins and... Coach Havens? No, Tyler Dodgeball, yeah, Ty- Tyler yep, Priegel. Yep, yep, yep. <clears throat> so... And you take the, we take the fucking... They push the ladder over. We do yeah. the dual ladder thingy and we go off on one side and then you go off on the other side but you go over the top rope and like land awkwardly on your head and shoulder on that little ass canvas before you hit the floor. Well, I landed on the top. I landed... Like top ah, on my midsection. Okay, it was always it always looked worse well, to me because it wasn't I was exactly the Vic Grimes bump. No, no, no. But I did actually. So 
the first ladder match I ever had was in SSW, and it was against uh, Chris Black in 2004. And it was not a very good match, uh, as none of the matches then were in SSW. Um, but a lot of people seem to remember it, and I actually did get my uh, first legitimate wrestling injury where I bruised ribs in that match because he kicked me off the... Well, he kicked the ladder out, but I stayed up in the air, and I fell across the ladder on my rib, and I didn't think anything of it. But a week later, I woke up and I couldn't breathe. Yeah, that's bad. Because, you know, I guess it takes a minute sometimes for... Sure. For those injuries to actually register. So, I, I was... I, I don't remember the match with Tyler Pregel in it, but... I'm only hoping there was a spot where you were at, and some one of you guys was at the top of the ladder, and he might have been down on the floor, and he hit you with a dodgeball to knock you we off. Didn't we didn't do that. that. No, we That's a good spot, though. We should have. That's a good spot. Uh, there was a spot where the ladder got set up on the outside of the ring, leaning against the ring, and Masters climbed up it, and somebody was in the ring and just pushed it over. Yep. Well, how, so how many? So I I've been in two. How many? Do you recall off the top of your head how many you were? Chris, the Chris Black one. I think that the tag, the tag match, one. and then I had one with Justin Dredd for Armani. Okay, which had a good finish. Which had a good finish. The the belt was suspended <coughs> above the ring with a rope, and the rope came through the ceiling and down across the wall, and. Uh, we did this spot where he was going up, and Vic actually got to the pulley for the... Yeah, pulled it up. Pulled it up, yep. And then, while it was in my hand, he springboarded down onto me. I let go of the rope, and the belt fell down right on the lane. He was Selling declared the, the winner. Yeah. Nice. So, now you guys, like, when I started... When I went from wrestling a lot to being a part-timer is when ladder matches became more involved, so I didn't get a chance to do as many. But, Matt, I'm sure you've been in more than your fair share. Uh, Especially with some of the bump. I mean, you're... If there's a natural for a ladder match, it's it's usually at least one person who isn't afraid to do crazy, insane dives and bumps, and you've done enough for those. How many... handful? Five? Six? Like, how many would you say? Uh, you've four? Three? Have you ever done with Dirty Ernie? <laughs> <laughs> I've not done one with Dirty Ernie. Here. Although that would probably be pretty fun, just taking ladders to the head and he's no selling ladders. Oh, yeah. he but he did work well with Dirty Gertie. <laughs> oh, Do you guys think uh, the ladder matches lost steam when they started being used so much more, and then they started adding everything else into it with the yeah the Chains ladders? And the ladders. And, in, uh, in fairness, though, they've kind of backed that off, where you get the money in the bank once a year. You know, they yeah. still have that TLC pay per view. Yeah, but back in the day, man, you'd get on a mania, you might get two of those eliminate uh, money in the banks. Yeah. So that's fourteen guys in two different matches, just smashing around. Yeah, like yeah. it's overkill. I think it. I think it did lose its steam, and I do think. Yeah. I do think the importance of it is coming, starting to come back a little bit because for a while it was just. They were going to that well way, way more often than they should. To me, ladder matches should have, should, and they now are back to being more exclusive, but should have been as exclusive as um, a Hell in a Cell match or a barbed wire 
Man, you know, I mean, it shouldn't be something that you see more than once a year. They were kind of doing that with the Hell in a Cell for a while, too, though. Like, mm-hmm. that one... I, I, I want to say it was King of the Ring 98. They had two of those yeah. Hell in a Cells on the same card, and it was, like, back-to-back. It was... That's too much. Uh, Mankind, Undertaker, and then Austin and Kane. Yeah. Nobody I, remembers the Austin Kane match. Well, <laughs> nobody almost died in that one. <laughs> but, uh... And, and here is my question and it I'm probably just not thinking of it because it's so unbelievably early in the morning and I haven't been up long enough to think what is the right build up for a ladder match because a cage match has a very specific build up um, a hardcore match has a, or a no DQ or whatever has a specific build up why do you how do you build to a ladder there, match there, properly there isn't a good build I, I'll tell but, you I'll give you I'll, uh, you can you can refute this but the reason I don't think it's a good build is a cage match is usually because somebody's getting there's outside interference all the time or somebody's escaping and not getting their comeuppance right right so that's that's the build for that um, a ladder match when would you ever have to build to be up in the air well why would you ever have to build to be in a position where you have to go up and grab something off of a off of a hook above the ring. That that's just my question. Well, anytime there's a title because yes, the only way right. you can win the match. Exactly. Well, right, that's what right. I was but say. I mean, but I, I, how do you get there? Because yeah. there's no specific the, way. Well, the, the only specific way that I can name off the top of my head was when there were the two intercontinental yeah, champions. That, yeah, that's that was Razor and Sean. So yep. that to me made sense. <clears> so put them both up undisputed champion. Or the opposite is if the title's held up. Same difference. Yeah. Like, there's, like, you know... Same difference. There's not a champion. Then there was... It, then they, they did a few years ago where they had the uh, Undisputed or the World Heavyweight title and yep. the WWE title, and they both were on the ladder to just to determine the Undisputed well, champion. Well, and the other thing you could do is, though, if the title's held up is the only time it really makes sense, because hey, the title's held up, it is now held up. Above. Yeah, I guess, but still, to me, like, then you have a unification match. Why? Why is... Why is there a ladder? I think I still think <laughs> the the finish I've always wanted to see is the one that I wrote. I've I've always wanted to see a tag team ladder match where one member of a team was grabbing a title, grabbing both. He was unlatching both titles. He gets pushed off the ladder. The ladder goes sailing. He drops the belt onto the ground onto someone's chest. It happens to be one, one of, of his, his opponents. opponents. And now they have to be the tag team champion. And sort of an odd couple tag teams. Right, and forced to work together. Not like, well, fuck it, I'll just turn on them. Like, hey, if you guys don't work each other, work with each other and you fuck each other over, you're both fired. Or some angle like that mm-hmm. and have to figure out a way to make it work. I'd love to see that finish and, and, in, in a major promotion, not just in one I work with. And I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying it. To, I like ladder matches. I enjoy watching them. Uh, I think ladders are, you know, good weapons and you can do a lot with it in a match Mm -hmm. i just if somebody out there has an idea for how you properly build to a ladder match to feasibly use a ladder then great the best ladder match ever was from the brawl it was little (laughs) country and chaos i'm kidding how did you discern the turnbuckle ladders from your climbing ladder Those were different. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and checking. how did you win that ladder match? Um, you just climbed by, up to the top. By <laughs> turning the channel. <laughs> then, then everybody wins. Um, anything else on ladder matches? Any any last points? Yeah. All right, then uh, who's picking? I guess it's me. All right. 
Dun, 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 dun. What the fuck does that even say? Oh my. Alright. It's Lang's writing. Why does so. everybody gotta judge my writing? Prairie douche slash prairie douchine. Ah. Hey there, settler woman. Have you been working a little bit too hard on the homestead lately? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you been churning so much butter? Mm-hmm. Mm. Smells like you've been churning something else. Why don't you come on down to the old western store and get some of my prairie douche? (laughs) (laughs) What was that? Prairie Duchesne, it was quite, well, it was supposed to be Prairie Duchesne, but when he typed it, he wrote Prairie Douche, which now is a great radio commercial. No, I like the commercial. Now tell me the significance of Prairie Duchesne. All right. So, RCCW booked Friday and Saturday, both with Al Snow. Okay. Friday was in the normal building in La Crosse, okay. the Post. Saturday was in Prairie Doucheen. So, Friday we do the show. Get super fucking drunk. Of course. Stupid drunk, right? Yeah. Yep. Get up the next day. I'm still drunk. And for a while. Like I, was I, think drunk we all for a while. I think we all were still and pretty then, drunk. And uh, then we got to the building that day. Which, by the way, the building was within eyesight. Of a prison. Of a prison. Oh. There's a pr- like a, like barbed wire fences and shit. Yeah. And then literally like 20 feet away from the barbed wire fence is this building. So, so two things could have happened. One, you could have done the show inside, much like the end of the Blues Brothers, and Joe Walsh could have danced on the table. <laughs> it was Joe Walsh. I know it. Or, or somebody could have escaped from prison and taken taken umbrage and, and hid in the locker room of your show. Maybe he even could have seconded Judge Jesse to the ring. Oh, no. and then tried to escape. He was... So, okay, so I'm going to sidebar for a second because I know it's not in a hat. But... The ang- one of the angles we wrote for Judge Jesse in Rebels was he was Judge Jesse, the evil judge, and he had uh, somebody, a hired hand, a hired hitman, the muscle, a masked convict who had to do Judge Jesse's bidding or he'd be sent back to prison. Right, sort of a community service <laughs> yep. type of thing. And then the manager was a bailiff. Yeah, I was just like, did, wasn't there also a bailiff? <laughs> yes. So, and, and their tag team was called Crime and Punishment. And... Just so our listeners know, because I already know, uh, the convict, he was all in for it, right? He always wanted to be there helping Judge nope. Jesse? Nope. No, nope. Many times during the match, especially during like a double down with Judge Jesse, <laughs> the convict would attempt to escape the building only to get corralled by the bailiff and brought back in. Uh, what like a that. great angle. I like that bit. So... <laughs> In Prairie Duchene, yes, it, we, we had tied one on the night before, as we are wont to do, so we get to this building outside of a prison. First thing we do is we get into the toilet stalls. Oh my goodness. And there are probably three or four of us <laughs> next to each other, all in the toilets, just taking huge drunk shits. Ugh. And I'm playing uh, True by Spandau Ballet. <laughs> so it's... <laughs> Huh? You know, that's oh, yeah. interspersed with moans and groans and shit. Right? <laughs> Actually, there's a lot of giggling, a lot of childish giggling and shit splatters. So, and the match that was booked for that night was first there was, 
Yeah, there was a tag match, uh, which was myself and Maru versus Stable 12? Stable number 12. Uh, D-Rock and uh, Josh Callisto. Old potato guns. And uh, that segued into a six-man. Yes. With Al Snow. And Nathan Sensation. Nathan Sensation on our team. Okay. Um, but before we even get to that point, because that match planning was all pretty freaking easy, what I want to talk about is the anger that I was getting in the locker room. Yes. Because the night before is where we did the angle with Jason Allen, where he uh, they came off the rope and I took the crossbody from Cal Creed, kicked out, and then Jason Allen came down and we sold the knee injury. Right? And worked his knee the whole match. <clears throat> and after, yeah, after the match, Cal Creek locked him in like a single leg crab or something. Yeah, like a half crab type of thing. And like really tore the knee up. See, he could have, it would have been more believable if he knee DT'd him. But. No, it wouldn't. Knee DTs are effective. They're not. But uh, so that, that happened. And then the next day, they have a match on that show. And I have so little to do that I'm watching everybody else get ready for their match and they're talking about spots where like oh and then i'll go to back body drop you and you land on your feet behind me and all this other and then you hit me with a super kick and i'm sitting over there going he's just getting mad oh he's fuming. I because he's fuming and pacing knee, right fuming and pacing and he's like i'm gonna go over there and i'm like <laughs> i remember nope. this story now. no you're not no i i have to no you don't no, I, 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 I have no other option, Vic. I have to go over there. Don't do it. So he doesn't do it. So let me ask you this before. Now, he, he says something, though, to them after their match, though, right? Were, oh, yeah. Were there, okay, so just for the benefit of, of context. Yeah. So he's selling the knee in lacrosse. You're in Prairie du Chien. Is the Prairie du Chien stuff being recorded, for one? I yes. don't, uh, yeah, actually okay, it was. Okay, good. And two... How many of the lacrosse fans were making their way to Prairie du Chien? Well, the families. There were there were, there were a few. few. Okay. There, there were a few. few. I mean, I'm I'm not disagreeing. I believe in keeping. The, I'm just saying, like, may, they may have thought that there weren't going to be the same fans that were going to see that. Doesn't matter. Right it was yesterday. Okay. It was yesterday, and it was like 25 miles yeah. up the road. I it mean. was yesterday to me. It was in the same promotion, right. and that was when they were still recording for Lacrosse TV. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, no, no that, that's fine. I just, again, that's why I just wanted to get the context on it all. Cause, like, for example, if they had done a show in Lacrosse and then they were doing a show in Wausau, right? Even if it was the same promotion, but they were both house shows, let's say, it might not have mattered because you're looking at getting a different house. But in this case, because you just recorded one for TV and for DVD, yes, you're absolutely right. Well, it definitely mattered to Lane, and if he could have, he would have became a little teapot. Yeah. A little teapot. <sighs> <laughs> As Kevin would do. Yeah, I would. I By would. the way, are we get Sunny Beach on here at any. Nope. Time? No. <laughs> I feel like we'd have to go to him. Yeah. Well, that's easy. He's at Levere's, I'm sure. I feel, I feel like we talked about him a little bit last week. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. The same guy. Yeah. Same fucking guy. Ah! I see what you did there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's basically Prairie Douche. It was real hot. Yep. And uh, we work with Al Snow. How, now, how is Al Snow to work with? 
Was he good? Was he pretty he, Yeah, he was fine. He wasn't into it that night. Yeah, he didn't care. Um, the night before, I feel like he, you know, that's the lacrosse crowd, and it was a bigger crowd, and sure. this was not. Lane was upset with the snowplow he took. Well, no, I was upset because I screwed something up, apparently, because he didn't feel comfortable giving me the snow. He picked me up in the scoop slam, but I don't. he didn't like how I was posting. So instead of hooking the... Oh, I get you. He didn't actually do it. He just scoop slammed me. And was that the finish? No, I took the the head okay. for the finish. Okay. I also tore my foot up real bad at that show. I remember limping around like a broken like dog. I worked out Riley, so I had a really easy night. Or evening. Yeah? Like, super, super easy. I didn't... I didn't... I was... I was... I was in and out in five minutes. Or seven minutes. Over. So... It was easy. By the way, um, I, I want to let everybody know the reality show we're planning, which is called <laughs> The Ross Family Daycare, where four grown men are going to, uh, for three weeks, have to watch over six girls. <laughs> yep. What do you think? We have to, we, The five that are here and a stranger that doesn't yep. speak English. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a sneak peek. Go in the living room and close the door. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a hit, I'm telling you. It ain't full house. I think we're going to get it on like one of those those new streaming channels that are out there. What about the own network? I'll tell you what. You let us raise girls, it's the future of Cudahy's finest women right That's here. Right. <laughs> That's right. They may be six now. But they'll be dancing at the airport lounge <laughs> in about 15 years. Yikes. And working, at, and working at Laddish five after that. <laughs> With a lunch pail. Uh, Did you ever date anybody who took a lunch pail to work, Jason? He's oh. dated some women that have taken a lunch pail to the face. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. And some that have taken a lunch pail into the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh, it's hot. All right. <laughs> was Doug Dillon one of them? Um, I have done things, alright? I have done things and stuff, and some of them were not, you know... Good? Yeah. Acceptable to human <laughs> society? <laughs> Come on, not that bad. Did any of them include a lunch pail? Hey, no. Buck, okay. remember that phone I got you? Okay, Hush that up now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need you to lay completely still or I might end your career tonight. I, I can get you ten unclean rooms at the Holiday Inn. <laughs> ten unclean. <laughs> that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Who's going to get us ten unclean rooms if I came in? But things were going to be free. But they were going to be free. How about just ten rooms? How about j just two when you straighten them shits up? <laughs> <laughs> you see why the network anymore? She was like, "How many rooms you need? We got about ten. I just we, need one for me and you." We were, we, oh, you know, we travel, and we want to get a discount. Yep. So Buck, yep, back in the days would use his dick prowess. Yep. His dicks count. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And we'd say, hey, this woman that you're dating, dating, uh, yeah, just, uh, I wasn't dating. Works at the way. Holiday Inn, and why don't you see if you can hook us up? Yep. You know? Take one for the team, I believe is the term that we use. Yeah. Plus, she was your fiance. 
Yeah, knock it off. Financier. Oh, that's yeah, right. <laughs> Financier. Maybe one of those. Financier. We said take one for the team, and she goes, I can get you guys about ten rooms, but they haven't been cleaned. They won't be cleaned. Because right. we, weren't, we, were, we weren't even going to go to the yeah, hotel until... Yeah, because we wouldn't until, be on the ledger. Yeah, like until after the fucking shenanigans for the night was over. Nice. So they weren't going to be cleaned, and yeah, we're gonna, we were going to have ten uncleaned hotel rooms. And I'll tell you what, I don't know what it says about us, but we considered it. Yeah, like I really tried to talk you guys into it. Well, I, I feel like the the whole the, the the whole linchpin for this Ross family relationship is you trying to talk people into bad things. Uh, it's not only me, because here's the thing. So. Uh, Jim was also nefarious for that. He's always trying to talk us into doing something bad, something stupid. Uh, Vic took a, took that role for a second. Uh, I'm always trying to get us to do something bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm always trying to get people to do some stupid shit. Yeah, or get us something stupid. And then but I, but I never tried to have sex with an overweight black woman for ten dirty rooms. <laughs> I was not trying to have sex with or, or an overweight phone. white woman for two sold shirts. <laughs> yep. Okay, I may uh, have. Uh, 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 <laughs> so, and I never tried to catch a blowjob from a woman whose face looks like the moon. I didn't try to catch. No, no, he caught that. I caught that one. I took that one. So then who... I it was guess, a late birthday gift for myself. So so who ends up be, be playing the role of the sensible one? In the Ross family? In the Ross family? There's no fucking sensible one in those. Like, if you're along, you're, you're yeah. the sensible one. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. All right. For sure. Yeah, I'm the old... I guess I'm the old man of the game. Not by much. No, I'm the get off my lawn guy now. I don't feel like I do anything. I'm totally the get really? off my lawn guy. You're this fucking guy over here? Oh, I heard him. He's bullshit. Just bullshit. Yeah. But now, be, by being the... Now, now this is where I, I kind of shudder and throw up in my mouth a little bit. By being the get off my lawn guy, am I the Ole Anderson? Well, you've always been the Ole Anderson. Ah, damn it. Ever since you've been keeping your eye on Storm, you've been the Ole <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yep, uh, we're all in there. All right, let's get in that hat. Yeah, it's Lane. You, it's you now, right? Yep, it's Lane. Yeah, it's me. Right. Probably. I always get some good shit. So, Jesse, apparently we have to make a promo for our podcast, but I'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to say. Oh, come on, Nick. We just got to talk about Grapple Talk, where we talk about wrestling. It doesn't matter if it's the national stuff or the local stuff. That's true. I mean, regardless if it's WWE or our local talent, we cover it all. Oh, we also got to plug the social media. That's right. Facebook.com slash The Grapple Talk, and you can follow us on Twitter at The Grapple Talk. Man, that was a really good promo. That was. High five. Hi, yeah. Hey guys, this is AC Riley reminding you to check out The Riley Factor only on the Grapple Talk Network. Join me as I talk wrestling, interview wrestlers in my Spotlight and Squared Circle segment, and much, much more. What are you waiting for? Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the Grapple Talk Network today. And as always, support independent wrestling. 
Hey everybody, this is RGG from the Regular Guy Gaming Podcast on the Grapple Talk Network. I think it's safe to say if you like wrestling, you also like games. So join me and my co-host Ragbag as we talk about old games, new games, games we love, games we hate, special guests, interviews, and of course, Ragbag's love for Luigi Mansion. That is all on Regular Guy Gaming. Check us out. Let's see what we get. I already know what this is. I haven't even opened it up yet. Okay. Magnets. How do they work? Um, okay, well... Is that a thing? Yeah, this is how they work. You grow a really cool mustache. The house falls down. You grow a really cool mustache, and you uh, drive around Hawaii and solve crimes. That's how Magnum. <laughs> That's Magnum. Magnum. Oh! Magnum. Damn it, I'm out. But you probably should avoid driving. Yeah. If you're a Magnum. Yes. yes. All right. So, I think that first got to have a giant dick. Okay, yes. Right. Hello. Yeah. And then you buy the big condom, which are called the Magnums. Right. Hello. Right. And, don't, and, and for just a little bit of advice, if you don't fit the Magnum... Don't buy it because yeah. it's going to fall off and you're going to get her pregnant. Do not kid but, yourself. Yeah. But here's the thing, too. You know, that's all just a ploy. You don't need magnets. Have you ever seen how far you can stretch a condom? Like a normal condom? I have. Yeah. But I won't say why. Howie Mandel, <laughs> Howie Mandel, Howie Mandel put one over his head once. Man, that was a rubber glove. Nobody, that was a rubber nobody glove. needs magnums, all right? Frank Reynolds does. That's true. <laughs> So is that how, so? Does that answer your question about me? Well, we talked about magnums. Oh, yeah. right, magnums. But this was about magnets. This was a prime chance for somebody here to shit on Juggalos, and they didn't do it. Yeah, this is a this is a ICP song. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, it's a lyric in an ICP song. Oh. Okay. I mean. Well, who wants to give the scientific re- way that? First off, work? wait a minute. Why is there a Juggalo song? Lyric from a Juggalo song. The song is about miracles. First of all, I didn't write the shit. Yeah, I know Neil Dick over here did, but no, why? No, I mean the song. I didn't write oh. the shit. So I don't when know. he's right, I also wrote that song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I need somebody I to answer this goddamn question. I don't know the scientific answer. It has to do with the polarity of the Earth. Yes. A magnet is a material object that produces a magnetic field. The magnetic field is invisible, but is responsible for the most notable property of a magnet, the force that pulls the other ferromagnetic... So it's a Star Wars thing. It's not a Star Wars thing. Nothing. It's got the force. No. Oh, for crying out loud. You know, if it was in Roxette, they'd have the look. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
One has to be from Mogadishu, and the other one has to be from the former Czech Republic. I would like the 8mm film in the movie 8mm to have a sequel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yee. Um, well, let's see. We're going to get another shitty Star Wars movie, so that's already happening. How about uh, Shawshank Redemption 2? Red Bangs Andy in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how that movie ended. Well, I I think that's fine as long as they don't uh, as long as it doesn't interfere with my production of Shawshank Redemption on Ice. I like it because I want all the royalties to that. <laughs> what would be okay? So since we're on this, what would be a great movie? What would be a great movie to convert into an ice capade show? And it was across from the beach. How about Schindler's List on ice? <laughs> 300. Goodbye, Jews! <laughs> Goodbye! <laughs> That's uh, a little, little angry German girl as the Jews are let off to the ovens. Uh, and he, he, he carefully walks up to me and grabs me by the back of my neck. <laughs> what, what would be another good... How about Diner on Ice? <laughs> Diner? Remember the movie Diner with no. Gutenberg and... And it slowly starts. The reason it's funny that it'd be on ice is they're sitting in a booth for the whole movie. He gives me softly on the cheek. And I don't want to have to pay for qualified ice skaters. So I'd rather just sit two people in a booth with paper mache heads and it'd be somebody acting out the movie over the lobby. Take it home, Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't even hit the good joke. Okay? It's the joke. It's it's Morgan. He's he's narrating being raped by Andy. When I first saw Andy (laughs) Dufresne. I already pulled that part. I knew I would violate him sexually. <laughs> Listen, they were just two old men who had spent their lives together in prison. In a big free. old fuck no, They were fucking. They were the only friends they had. But in Mexico, when they finally get back together, They're they not finally fucking. fuck. They're Why wouldn't they? They have consuelos. They don't know fucking consuelos. They've been locked in prison together. No, they're in Mexico. Years. So they fuck. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. The premise, that. this is a very loose premise. No. And I don't mean loose like they're stools <laughs> from being in prison. <laughs> I'm just I saying. Don't any of that here. Pull something out of that. How about No Holds Barred 2? Hogan does the job. Oh, I like, well, he's got creative control. That would never, <laughs> that would never happen. But what, what if it was to Stan Hansen? Oh, that would have to happen. What's that say? Dark child racism. <laughs> oh. <laughs> As this motherfucker sits across me right now with a goddamn dark child shirt. Boy, I thought we could get through a, a whole show without without stirring some shit. <laughs> Good luck with that. We almost made it. Um, Stick around at the end of the show for our new segment entitled "Who Doesn't Hate Us." Whose wife will call us now? <laughs> um, which is quickly followed by the the following segment, which is. Please book us. Somebody still has to like us. <laughs> uh, ye, well, okay. So I don't. I, so this isn't about dark child. It's about dark child racism, right? I mean, yeah, it's specifically this was Maru. Okay. This was Isaac. Uh, after dark child may or may not have called him the N word uh, in a post or two that was posted onto the internet. If I. Remember? Yeah, correctly. I thought there might have been a Facebook Live that went. Yeah, I think it was along a with live. it at one point. Okay, so while I didn't see the context of this, I will say this: that there'd never be a reason for anybody to call anybody that. So well, I guess, I, I've called him that. I guess I'm against. Well, he calls himself. That's different. <laughs> but 
I don't think it's right for anybody to use it in anger. To use it in anger against somebody of a different color or creed. Like I don't know. I, I just well, nothing I wrestled about Dark it. Child. Okay. Okay. That was a hate crime in and of And that yeah, because he hit me with a shit one nine, and uh. That match was two and a half minutes long. Yep, and that was the worst two and a half minutes of... No, I'm just saying, I'm just... But you know what? It still wouldn't have been the worst two and a half minutes of Yolanda's life. No. You'd have enjoyed it. With so, Dark Child. So here's the thing. Like, I I wish we could get Maru on to discuss it, but he'll never be a guest. So banned from the show. Oh, my God. Yeah, so... He's banned from the show? Yeah. Yeah. Why has he been banned from this? Yeah, it's just a rule we came up with. Yeah, he's out. He's, he's out. out. Yeah. Maru, we you're out. Here's why: because Maru is ter- slowly turning into Jason Masters, and we already have really one is. of those. He really is. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. So, so since we already yeah. have one of those, we can't. He's the man. He's the man. If no, if he can't do it, no one can. No, he's not. He's not Jason Markster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he is. He is a little bit of a you know Marku. So. <laughs> no, we're ki- I'm, we're obviously kidding with Isaac. Something. No, we're but, not. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> you but, are. But also, back to the topic. I mean, in all, to me, you know, any any especially any racism is bad, especially in this business when we put each other's could have a chance for each other's safety in each other's hands. Like a, I wouldn't want to wrestle somebody who I knew didn't like me first because of my color. And B, if I were racist. I would not want to wrestle somebody. I would not want to be put in a match with somebody who I would be racist against because I could hurt. Whole goal is to not hurt yep. each other, right? Yep. So I don't know. I think when you when you show yourself to be a racist, you kind of put a target on your back, and rightfully so, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You'll definitely you definitely lose. Uh, okay. What I do think friends. is funny though is from what I've heard of the upshot of that story is some of that people, some of the people who are quick to point out other people as being racist, ran to the defense of Dark Child in this case because they didn't want to lose a booking, which to me is completely hypocritical. You're either against racism or you're not. And if you're, tr- if you're trying to be like, play the, 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 uh, the, fe- play the fence because you don't want to lose a booking, well, then you're a piece of shit. Too. And, and honestly, here's, the issue isn't necessarily the racism. Everybody has had a racist thought at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, whitey. See? Fuck you, Michael. Right there. Everybody has had these thoughts. It's the the ability to not say them. Verbalize them. <laughs> yes. And put, and, put, and put them in print. And realize that, you know, maybe you're not thinking correctly about something. And, you know, maybe you're over-stereotyping or over-generalizing a situation. Uh, and just not, you know... If you're in an argument with somebody and the best thing you have is to, you know... Is it slower them? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you've already lost. You've lost. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's like that's cheap heat, though. Like, right? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess if I'm in an argument with somebody, I'm going to call him Tubby. I'm probably going to call him irrelevant. Yeah, right? yeah. Right? Tubby yeah. irrelevant. Maybe have your wife give him a ring. Maybe I'd have my wife call, which would go really bad because my wife would be like. Oh hey, how's it going? I would, I would. So what nice. I would be do, so nice about the situation. What I would do is, I would take a per, what I would deem as a personal attack that really wasn't a personal attack. It was just, you know, a criticism, not a personal attack. And I would get in character and cut promos. That's how I would handle somebody. Yeah. Attack. Yeah. I would cut a promo um, as my gimmick. 
because you know that's what everybody that's what grown-ups do right i mean they just do that i mean, I mean if you if you if you can't if you can't come at the people that came at you in character right then what the fuck can well, you and let me I tell mean, you this what is the point let, let me tell you this i think it makes sense because you know like let's say somebody who got you know some criticism thrown at them, which wasn't even, like, getting buried, but just some criticism thrown at them. Imagine if they made it, like, to Ring of Honor or NXT or somewhere big, cause, and a fan would send something like, I don't <coughs> like you. You'd spend all day, like, on Twitter just shitting on fans. I just want to ease your concerns, because that's never going to happen. <laughs> well, I understand. <laughs> all right? I understand. You I thought you were fucking mad last week? Uh-oh. Fucking tune in this week, you piece of shit. <laughs> I guess the other thing I would say is, if I spent... That uh, that much time and energy, letting people who don't like me know how much I dislike the fact they don't like me. I would never. I, I wouldn't even be able to hold down a job because I'd spend all of my waking hours shitting on people also, who don't like me. Also, also, maybe it's okay that his wife called because he was busy doing other things in character. Oh, As a wrestling character. You mean like posting on a Twitter that hasn't been used in years? Exactly. So he was like he was busy doing that. So that's why his wife had to call, you know, to take up for him. So how did Dark Child's racism morph into the Schomburg shit stain? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How does anything morph into what it becomes? Well, on his show? whenever it's Dark Child is involved, it quickly fades. To black. Really, I can like dark. I could really take you to where this is going. the The moral of this story is that everybody stirs up shit except for Jack Spade. <laughs> if that's was it not was it not your voice that said the Victoria's Secret card was creepy? Was that no? Not? That was him. He wasn't. I was in here, motherfucker. I don't know. I don't I'm know. just saying. It's like when I fart at home and blame it on the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I fart at home and blame it on your dog. You know what I, what I do think is funny, though, is there are a handful of people who are, are religious listeners of the show, and half of them... Literally a handful. Yeah, and half of them will tell me that they think that I don't go hard enough on people, and then I get embroiled in controversy for just making a few observations about people that I thought I didn't like. Okay, so is it really controversy because nobody... Like, this person is fucking legitimately irrelevant... Nobody cares about him, or he's not important to anybody, so his opinion or his thoughts about whatever the fuck anybody says about him is completely and utterly irrelevant. Well, he's a piece of shit. He's well, creepy well, as fuck. Well, and well, well, I'll see. Now, hold on. Now, I'll, I, I, I don't disagree, but I do want to say this, though. I, I also remember something. I'm thinking out loud now. I remember being told that the way to diffuse criticism is to just own it. So I will own this. I am fat. So am I. Here, here. Okay. I am also fat. And, I'm not. And, <laughs> and, and here's the other thing. The observation that I'm fat is not hurtful to me at all. Nope. In fact... Nope. I've been hurt, aware of it for quite some time. In fact, time. I know everything I could do to not be fat, right? I know everything I could do to not be fat, but I choose to like shitty food. And I choose to eat a lot of it. Glandular problem. Okay? <laughs> and guess what? I still get to have sex regularly, so it's not hurting me there either. So guess what? I'm okay. Like, I'm okay with this belly, as I'm sure my colleagues are as well, right? I'm just going to put it out there in plain language. Yeah, I'm fat as fuck, but guess what? I can work. Yeah. Yeah. I 
have learned some things about myself today. Yes. And I need to rethink a lot of my life. So. But I'm just letting you know that if that's the best, if, if, if you're coming at me with, hey, you're fat. You lost. You've already lost. Yes. You know what tells me that every day? The fucking mirror, bro. <laughs> My pants. Yeah. My big ass pants yeah. that I put them on right. is a pretty good hint. And, and you know what? Fat. The mirror cuts a better promo, too. <laughs> oh! So, so I'm good. Like, I'm, if that's what you got for me, man, I'm good. And, I, you know, and I'll probably read the tweets about me being fat while eating some greasy ass chicken wings. Yep. Which will only <laughs> exasperate my fatness. I like it. I think I'm going to go the Ben Manthe route, though. I'm going to read them after I've eaten a bunch of bad food, and then shitting. Oh, yes. <laughs> but sure. he didn't necessarily eat the bad food. Right, right. was reading while shitting. Yeah, he may eat healthier than, than us, I would imagine. Shitting is the way to go. Absolutely. So you're pro shitting. I'm pro shitting. <laughs> okay. You're pro shit. What about you, Matt? Pro- pro- as soon as we get done with this, I'm going to take a shit. In some cases, if you've been listening for the last hour, this has been one giant shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a thing. So it's kind of all been capsulized. How are we for time? Well, I can tell you, uh, my feelings have been wholly hurt by all these things that (laughs) I've had, and I'm about ready to... um, Take her home? Maybe take it home, maybe pick up some extracurricular activities and... Like CrossFit or heroin? Heroin. <laughs> that was all to lose weight. There's a couple of really good surefire ways. Heroin will help you lose weight. Yep. The dismemberment diet helps. You know, an arm is what good twenty pounds. Yep. Right? You could just I lap would, that. I off. would suggest cocaine, but Artie Lang has proven that it's not always necessarily effective. And Chris Farley didn't really work right? for him mm-hmm. either. Right. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I could learn some self-discipline through the art of Krav Maga. Well, oh. there is no doubt that if we all wanted to take seriously being fitter for the new year, Krav Maga would be the number one thing on my list. Dark Child could teach me Krav Maga. And how to call Isaac a big old Nick. half. Hey! Whoa! Hey! Uh, uh-huh. Whoa! Yeah. Did, I go, did, I, did I go too far? Look, we have standards and practices I, on this show. Uh, yeah, we, we can't do. afford Lenny and Lodi. <laughs> <laughs> can I tell you that this has been the most racist show we've ever had? And it's all because we brought Jason Master. Right. Because How is that even possible? Because we have had other persons of color on this show, and they didn't say that word one what, time. Right. Who? 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 said it Eddie Watson Who? 12 times. Eddie Watson. Okay, Eddie first Watson. off, let's... Let's first. Let's you first off. We had you on the show. First off, let's Wait, just hang on a second. Here's the part where Jason Masters gets heat with Eddie Watson. Okay, okay, go? First off, let's just be fair. Or not Eddie Watson is a sensible, yeah, okay, responsible, respectable, well liked, respectable citizen of Wisconsin. Me, on the other hand, why would you just take a picture? I didn't. <laughs> I had a message. Oh. Right. Me, on the other hand. The only people that like me are the people that I have the same bloodline with, that or I'm fucking, and you motherfuckers Wait a minute. stuck with me. Wait a minute, let's back up a minute. <laughs> we can't verify that the people you share bloodline with all like you. Correct. Well, no, at least my mother does. We, okay, yes, because you're right. You're, we at also, least my mother does. Now, I'll, I'll give you that. We also can't verify that the people you fucking like you very much. Right, because there have been times... When you had been fucking some women, and they and did they not like, like you, you at all. all. <laughs> but I was still fucking. When it was real hot, yeah. it was real hot. <laughs> it was hot as a motherfucker. 
Okay. That don't mean she didn't like me. She just didn't like the current situation. Another one, another one could not figure out how she was working two jobs and still had no money around you. <laughs> that one wasn't on me, bro. How many women have you been fucking and you were like, come on, let's do this. And they're like, I fucking guess. None. <laughs> I'm so mad at you right now. It's the only thing you're good for, so let's do it. So, <laughs> let me give you a little bit of advice. All right. All right. I, I think as, as the other statesman <laughs> on this on this dais here, All right. let me give you some advice. If you're looking for a sugar mama, right, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong, but yeah, you should fine. probably try to find a sugar mama that makes upwards of five to six figure salary <laughs> because then it could support more things for you other than just a pack and of things square. for us too right yeah we could benefit wait a minute from it too. you motherfuckers did benefit i did not want 10 dirty rooms <laughs> i'm not even talking about the 10 dirty rooms what are you talking about this motherfucker got his whole car fixed <laughs> because that ain't, it, that ain't me in fact, how many fucking dinners your fat ass ate? Matter of fact, I put some money on that fucking car. Can I get that fucking money? Can I get that fucking money? Are you fucking him? <laughs> like, right now, I'm in a room with two guys that owe me plenty of money and Scott. <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't even have that car anymore. I don't know. So when you owed him money, it was only because you had that car? It was in the car. Interest out on the windows. <laughs> see, what, what I'd like to see you do is I don't want your strategy to be like, I need to find a sugar mama, so I'm going to find a Chili's hostess that can get me a pack of squares every other day. Right. <laughs> you got to go bigger, man. Hey, man. You got to go bigger. Hey, man. Life is different for me now, all right? Are you domesticated? I am no, lo- I am no longer, I am no longer uh, this, you know, throwing dick around. Right, like, right. Like loose change. You're not right? a miscreant anymore. Is no, I'm not. I am no longer a miscreant. So, okay. so what you're saying yeah. is we'll never see you again at the mall. It's happening at the mall. Oh, you might see me at the mall, but at the mall. But it won't. It won't be for nefarious. Purposes. Yeah. It won't I, be I, so that the woman you're having sex with can buy you 16 Star Wars shirts? No, because I buy my own Star Wars shirts. And now. a Darth Vader costume that you can't get out. Hey, man, that motherfucker was. For kids eight and under. No, <laughs> that motherfucker was a doozy, man. I was stuck. It was like my feet. I have big feet, so I couldn't get my feet out. Well, I've seen the you. feet holes. I've seen Why did one of the Star Wars shirts, so that you got, I don't remember the exact wording on it, but it was like a play on words of Chewbacca and Hanukkah. Like it was a yeah, holiday I, shirt. Yeah, I believe it was Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, last he's I, wearing a Star Wars shirt. Last right I now. checked, you're not a Hebrew, right? Hey, man, stand up for me right quick. Stand up for me right quick. Chewbacca cop? Chewbacca Stand up. I know, for it's me. a weight check. All right, let, let me get that t shirt test. Put your hands up over your head. Oh. Let's Hands up over your head. Come on. Right, Just like at the mall. At the mall! It's still there. It's not. Get them all the way up. I can't. Come on. Oh! Dude, you've been in this position before. Get those hands all the way up. I've only been there. You know what? I have it. Anytime I went, they were just like, follow me, brother. Go in that room. <laughs> Is it put your hands all up and spread those cheeks? Now cough. 
Oh. <laughs> Here's your free Star Wars shirt. I'm still not 100% certain that Eddie Watson isn't Eastern Indian. Eddie He's Watson not. is not Middle Eastern. Look at Eddie Watson's child. I, now, I want to believe you that he's not, but last time I was there, he offered me chickpeas. <laughs> so, <laughs> and a falafel. Right. Right. <sighs> Take it home. Did you see his house, though? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, I stole yeah. soap from it. Did you really? I did. Good yeah, job. we did. We took some soap. All right. Take it home. All right. I think we've, re- we've completely derailed this whole thing, but I do appreciate everybody who sat through it. Um, hopefully there's enough there for you to come back and listen again or listen to the next one if you're listening to these in, in sequel, in series, I should say, sequential order. Um, nice. For Pick the Stick Rock, Jack Spade, Hot Chat Scott Wimp, and our very special guest, our family member, our lost brother who came home for a while, Jason Masters. You've been listening to the Ross Family Matters podcast. Krav Magab, peace out. Get the